Hey guys, it's Cream, aka Miss Cream of the Crop. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Cream. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, then you see I have my glass of wine. So that should let you know that we're going to get into some things, get into some things, get into some things. <laughs> and I had to get cozy for this interview with Valencia Joy because we're going to be talking about good, 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 good girlfriend topics, okay? So I'm like, you know what? We got to switch up the scenery. We got to switch up the outfit. We got to switch up the libations. Now, I got my, 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 look, I got my water on the side, okay? Because I need to still be hydrated while we have this conversation. But I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Valencia Joy. <sighs> Let me take a deep breath <laughs> and give you guys her resume, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you guys haven't noticed the pattern, most of the people that I interview have cream-like resumes, okay, because that's who I like to surround myself with. So, Valencia is an author. She's a screenwriter. Um, she's an internet radio, no, she's an internet show host, um, director, producer, blogger, a mom, a comedian on the side, a Facebook <laughs> question asker, yeah. um, and everything in between. So, Valencia, <laughs> <laughs> after that really long introduction, please say hi to everyone. Child, I'm tired just listening to all that. <laughs> hey, you everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're so very welcome. Now, did I miss any title? If there's anything that I missed, please include that. Um. I, child, probably, but I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to sit and, like, count. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> People say, what do you do? I say everything. 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 Yeah. You yeah. should get better off asking me what I don't do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a woman, and exactly. I get it done. Exactly, exactly. So mm -hmm. I know we're going to get into your new book that you wrote. And um, the title of that book is I Met a Guy, and it's all about sisterhood, periods, and men. So we're going to get into that, but I want to start out by telling everyone how I met you, and then that's okay. going to lead up to us getting into some things. And getting into some things is this book. So we're going to get into some things, okay? So when I met you, you had recently gone through a divorce. And you started a sisterhood slash women empowerment group called Hey Sis Hey. And um, at that time, I just realized that you were all about women empowerment. You were really transparent about your life and your divorce and everything that you were living through. But at the same time, you were really, 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 really big on bringing women together, forming a sisterhood empowering empowering other women and um you were always you had always been somewhat transparent about your life and your divorce and what you were going through um as a newly single mom and i always admired you for that because i'm like she is so brave and so transparent thank you so open about everything that she's going through I'm like even though i know that she's hurting I understand yeah. why she's doing what she's doing. But where did you find that goddess within yourself mm -hmm. that empowered you to be able so transparent and open about what you were going through in the midst of going through it? Because that mm -hmm. hurt, the hurt was still there. 
So how do you find your guidance to do that? I think, um, first of all, my divorce shocked me. Not that I had this grand marriage because it was the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was was bad. But um, I was just kind of like, God, really? Me? Divorced? How how am I supposed to do this? I don't even understand why you pick me for this. (laughs) But what I learned through that is that my problems, our problems generally are not unique. Everybody has something that's um, a thorn in their side. Everybody has something that's, you know, threatening to to keep them in bed all day and and, uh, bogged down with with depression. And you have to dig deep and get up. And sometimes you can't. Yeah. And at the beginning of my divorce and sometimes throughout the divorce, because it was like, girl, you would have thought we had like 15 properties, a hundred cars, like it, it lasted forever. Like, what are we arguing about? But yeah. it lasted for so long, and um, I realized that God sent other women to uplift me when I could not do it. Yeah, and that was important to me because, like I said, everybody struggles and everybody needs people. Everybody right. needs somebody. So I wanted for Hasis to be a safe space. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're going through, um, you know, whoever hurt you, whatever issue you have, you can come talk here. We're not going to judge yeah. you. We're going to talk you through it, pray you through it, child. We're going to eat a little bit. We might have yes. to come back for round two, but you'll get through it. So um, Hasis has always been a safe space for uh, broken women to heal and for healed women to help. Because I do believe once you've gotten over that hump, you have an obligation as a woman to reach back and say, hey, sis, you will not drown here. You will not die here. Get up. This yeah. is how I did it. This is how we're going to get you through it. Absolutely. So that was my love point. Yeah, yeah, that was my I whole purpose that. to say, sis. Thank you. I love that. I love that. And one of the other things that I want to point out is in the midst of going through a divorce, you were a newly single mom raising young men, young men. not girls, but young men. So we're going to come back to that because there was a part of your book that you talked about sisterhood and why it was so important to you. So, um, and I just want to point that out, like you only had a brother and now you're raising young men and you're going through a divorce from a man. So (laughs) (laughs) I understand why sisterhood is so important to you. So how difficult was it for you? to come from a divorce, a part of you is like, I hate men, I'm hating my ex-husband right now, but you mm-hmm. have to love on these young men who kind of look like their dad. They do. <laughs> you know what I mean? They meet their mom and yeah. their men. So yeah. how difficult was it for you to, because not only were you a newly single mom, but you were following and going and pursuing your dreams, everything that you have accomplished, you were going after all of that and pursuing all of that while going through all of these things and being transparent about it. So going back to my question, like, how difficult was that? Like, they look just like their dad. You're trying to take in and love some young men at the same time. How how difficult was that? Me and uh, my, I call him my husband. 
to this day have this debate because the oldest looks like him, but I'm claiming the youngest. The youngest okay. looks like me. <laughs> okay. I think but, I remember you talking about, I think I remember you mentioning this on Facebook, like, who does he look like? And we're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> We love Be on my side. <laughs> yeah. He, the older he gets, he's he's looking like his dad, but I'm still claiming him. But to your to your question, I had to get to a place, <clears throat> and um, this will – I'm still a work in progress with this just because of why we got divorced and um, how I feel I was done in the marriage and in the divorce. But I have to get – I had to get to a place where I love my children more than I detest their father because yeah. – he he and I are no longer together. We are divorced. But these children come from me. Mm-hmm. They are an extension of me. And because of that, I want what's best for them. I want them to see healed. I want them to see whole. I want them to see um, transparency on, on a level that they can, can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want them to know that Whatever happens, I'm down for them. Yeah. So if that means I got to sit at a table with him for, you know, a parent-teacher conference or whatever, a birthday dinner or whatever, that's what I will do. Yeah. Um, Because I love them more than I don't like them. It's amazing what a mother's love can allow her to accomplish. It's amazing. It's a a sacrifice that your children – I think the type of mom that I am, I feel like it's a sacrifice that they'll never know. You know what I mean? They'll never know. When people ask me what it feels like to be a mom, I don't want to say I don't know, but it really, it's like describing birth. It's like you can say it's painful, but there's no way to describe birth. Just like there's no way to describe the unconditional love of being a mother. Like, when you are a true mom. Yes, yes. I don't know how to put I – I don't know about you. It's indescribable. Yeah. Yeah, it's a love like you've never known. It's a sacrifice yeah. that you do, you know, repeatedly. Um, and it's a bond. It's a, it's a relationship that I'm just determined that no one and no thing will break it, infiltrate it. Nothing. These are my kids. They get, yeah. Hey, I sacrificed my body. I was going to say, listen. My flat stomach and my I got high. this body. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> These extra decorations that I have on my head. Honey. <laughs> honey. Honey. <laughs> highly decorated. <laughs> decorated soldier over <laughs> That's it. That is it. I am a decorated soldier in the army of the motherhood. (laughs) Yep. 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 And it's all for them. Yes, absolutely. So my next question was going to be, how did you keep your heart soft and not turning into an icebox? So it's funny you say that because earlier you said, um, you know, you hate men, you hate your ex-husband. I didn't hate men, child. (laughs) 
I may have looked at him a little funny in the yeah. beginning, but I was determined also that, you know, a couple things. I was not going to make any other man, um, I wasn't going to punish any other man for what my husband had done. Yeah. And I wasn't going to um, sit and hurt to the point that I was not going to enjoy life. Yes, I love that. That's that why I said that. I was hoping that you picked up on. I was hoping that you picked up on that because I wanted you to say in your own words that you don't hate men. Because I think a lot of times people think that when women go through a painful mm-hmm. divorce, that their next instinct is to hate, 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 hate. I knew you didn't hate men, but I wanted you to tell everyone mm-hmm. that you. I didn't mm-hmm. want to tell them. I wanted you to tell them. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I didn't want anything to. Um, like I said, make me sit and hurt and, and make me bitter and make me into something that I wasn't. In fact, I was so determined to um, live up to my name, Valencia Joy, get back to who I was. I mm. wanted to start um, following my dreams because in my marriage, and this is, um, you know, a totally different conversation, but in my marriage, I just kind of lost myself, who I was. Uh, you know, trying to figure out what I want to be, what I want to do. I lost all that um, in my marriage and in motherhood. So um, when I got divorced and and kind of realized, like, you are not your titles. I am not a wife or just a mother. I am Valencia Joy. So who is Valencia Joy? I had to figure that out. Therapy, a lot of therapy, which I still go to. (laughs) I'm an advocate for therapy. Um, but I just wanted to get back to me. Right. So that's how you found that God is inside of you. I think yeah. that, you know, going back to that saying where it says pressure builds diamonds, no one wants to get married in order to get divorced. No, absolutely not. That your divorce actually built the diamond that we see right now because yeah. that pressure made you look within and say, okay, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to live in this. I don't want this to be who I am. Yeah. And for so long, I was a wife and a mom, and it's like I was okay with that, but I was yeah. losing myself. And in the midst of all the hurt and pain and transparency, you found your joy in Valencia Joy, and I think that's so amazing. Thank I you. really do. I think that's so amazing. So you are now living out your dreams. Well, well, in the in the part of your life we're talking about right now, you're finding yourself, yes. and you are making sure that your heart isn't an icebox. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finding the goddess within you. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that by now most people know. Okay, she's kind of single. She's getting over it. So let's talk about the inboxing. You don't have to go into detail. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about pet peeves right now. So, <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve about dating? And that's the first part. Part mm-hmm. B is what is the most annoying thing that interested men say or do to get your attention or let you know that they're interested? Mm-hmm. Um. So, what, the first question was the inboxes. The biggest pet peeve, yes. About dating, that's the first thing. Trying to jump straight to the sexual stuff. Okay. I don't appreciate that. I don't judge anybody that does, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I realize that we are sexual beings. But your first 
interaction should, with me should not be of a sexual nature. It right. Isn't. I'm not that kind of girl. And I don't even think that I put that kind of vibe out there. So what are you yeah. doing? What, 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 how are you reading the room? Because it's Clearly inaccurate. You're <laughs> Clearly you're not paying no, attention. No, they are not so paying attention. I'm assuming that transitions into the most annoying thing that made you to let you know that they're interested or try to get your attention. Like, what is the most annoying thing that they do? You know, that's a hard question for me, and here's why. Here's why I'm, uh, this is what I'm working through in therapy. Well, one of the things, in therapy okay. right now. <laughs> Everything gets on my nerves. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> I, I met a guy, um, I don't even, hopefully he's not watching this, but I met a guy for dinner, and we were waiting for our the hostess to come, and he had a piece of hard candy in his mouth, mm-hmm. and all I heard was that chewing, and I've got that, that thing where, like, yeah. if you hear people chew, I, I can't remember the name, I've got it bad, like, they should okay. name it Valencia, like, that's how bad it is. <laughs> I heard him chew on this candy, and he it was relentless cream. I left. Oh, are you before dinner? <laughs> the I little... made a video. <laughs> v. I know. V. My therapist has told me all about myself with this one. V. Okay, well, I'm going to leave it to the therapist. Let me just say, this is a drink moment. This is, I mean, mm-mm. Girl, you left him for chewing. You were going to dinner. You do realize dinner means chewing. He was got to chew the entire day. You do know that. But I, right? I didn't know it was gonna be like that. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I can't take it. And I didn't know how. It was my first date. I didn't know how to just be like, "Your chewing is annoying." I don't know how to say that nicely. You know. So I just made up an excuse and left. I know it's bad. Oh Sorry if you're watching. Oh, my God, that <laughs> is hilarious, hilarious. For me, no, I'm not in the market, but I would say for me, one of my biggest pet peeves, going back to what you were saying about men not reading the room, is mm-hmm. men who are interested in reaching out and reaching out to me in ways that I'm baffled as to what made you think that this was it. Yeah. Like you said, like, like the audacity. My page is, you know, we follow each other on social media. My page has nothing to do with these messages that you're sending me. What made you think that I would want these type of messages? Yeah, I don't understand some men and how they read certain rooms. Like this is not yep. that room. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. And then one guy for Go ahead, me is, um. Uh, an annoying thing that certain men do. Okay, I feel like this. If you see someone, a woman, like yourself or like myself, and you see that we are out here and we're all about our business, man, I'm just going to give you some free game. The best way to get to a woman who is about her business, who's always busy, is to show interest in what they do. I don't understand why... They never think of that. <laughs> if I'm an author, buy my book. Don't send me a Cream. picture. Of art. Send me a picture of you buying my book. If I sell T-shirts, 
buy buy a few, buy one. Whatever it is that I'm interested in, pretend, even if you're not, pretend. Send me a mini video of you listening to my podcast or my radio show. That is how, okay, man, please, if you're listening, if you're watching or listening, whichever platform you're on, I'm giving you some free game. If yeah. you show interest in what it is that she's doing, especially yeah. a woman who owns a business, who's super busy, show interest in one or more of the things that you see her talking about on her page because then she'll be more interested in going somewhere with you or at least yeah. entertaining your conversation because now she knows that you actually have been paying attention to yeah. her. Yeah, it's called support. I just don't understand. What you doing? You know what I'm doing. You follow me on social media. I am busy. Too busy to answer (laughs) W-I-D. You should be saying, hey, Valencia, are you working on a book right now? What are you doing one of your podcasts? What are you doing today? First of all, you know that I already might be doing. W-Y-D. I don't even respond anymore. Oh, my God, girl. Do not say that to me. Uh, Do not say that to me. We are a joke. Please form a full sentence. Can you at least send a complete sentence? An engaging conversation. And I had to explain. I met a guy, and um, he lived um, a couple cities over, like about two hours away. And I didn't know at the time. So when I found out, I was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, no, because (laughs) – and here's why. Like, he seemed cool, but I'm a single mom. I'm an entrepreneur. My time is limited. Right. So hopping on the road for a WID for two hours? No. At, not at all. And Mm-mm. to your point, if you know that I'm an authoress, buy the book. If you're coming to an event that I'm doing, don't just stand around. Buy a book. You have sisters, a mom, something. I don't care. Put it on your shelf. You don't even have to read it. It's yeah. just the point. Because my thing is, is that buy my book is less than dinner. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like absolutely supporting what I do. If you have, if you, you know, like you said, you you host an internet, your internet show host. Mm-hmm. Show me that you at least watch one of the episodes. Comment on an episode. It's free. I Subscribe think a lot of, to the channel. You know, like men, some men get it mixed up. You know, they get online and they say, women, they're gold diggers, they're this, they're all about money. When a lot of times, especially women that go after what they want and make their own money, yes, mm-hmm. you want someone that's going to be maybe someone of an equal counterpart. But we're so independent. Not that we don't need men, because I, I need men. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not one of those ladies. I'm independent, but absolutely for men things. I'm that type of woman, too. But mm-hmm. um, we're so independent when it comes to certain things that we're not expecting you to just show up with a big table full of money. Things like subscribing to your show, subscribing to a podcast, buying a book, you mm-hmm. know, getting going online and just commenting on one of your question posts, Mm -hmm. just showing interest in what I do every single day will get you in the door a lot quicker. A lot quicker. The conversation or at least me entertaining you quicker than you just saying, 
WID or show me stacks of money because you could have stacks of money and be the worst person ever and be yeah. so interested in what I'm doing mm-hmm. that all you can bring to the table is your stacks of money and, and mm-hmm. you don't have a personality. Mm-hmm. So, guys, this little segment was brought to you by Melissa. <laughs> Free game 101, okay? Write this down. Stay yes, Look, if you decide to, <laughs> if you subscribe, no. <laughs> So it seems like, um, you know, we, so for anyone that's just tuning in now, so we we talked about how I met you. You talked about, hey, sis, we talked about your divorce and you developed and how that pressure built the diamond and you found the goddess inside of you. And um, you being transparent about your life and your ups and your downs and your overcomings. And it seems like you were built to be who you are right now. Like all these things were building you to be exactly who you are right now. And it seems like the theme of your life has always been transparency, sisterhood, um, loving yourself, finding self-love, women empowerment. Like there's, there's this theme that seems to be your life. Yeah. So now you have this book. It's called I Met a Guy. And like I said, it's all about period, men, and sisterhood. Like, if everything that's happened the past couple of years didn't lead up to this, I don't know what else could have led up to this book being what it is right now. So tell us a little bit about the book without giving it away. And I have some questions, like things that I want to get into with the book. So tell us a little bit about the book without giving too much of it away. Okay, so it's called I Met a Guy and Other Things You Can Only Discuss with Your Sister Girlfriends. Yes. Because um, after my divorce, as I was meeting men, I was like, y'all, like this was a group, (laughs) a group conversation, group text. Um, And a lot of the the dating aspect um, surprised me because I got married so young. I was 21. When I got married, so I didn't date a lot before. So jumping into dating in my thirties was like, what in the world? I yeah. need help. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Yeah. Um, but I wanted the book to feel like um, this. I wanted it to feel like you just hanging out, talking, girls' night in, girls' night out, whatever, with your sister girlfriends. Just a comfortable, um, honest, transparent conversation about everything because periods suck. I feel like I'm going through pre, I call it pre-perimenopause. It <laughs> sucks. Yes. <laughs> going to the gynecologist for your pap smear, it sucks. I just yes. recently got my first mammogram. It sucks. But there are also fun things yes. about being a woman, like um, dating, like dressing up, like mm-hmm. being a boss. You know what I mean? Like walking into boardrooms and and, and and conference rooms and, and commanding attention. You know, yeah. I'm not the secretary. No no dig to secretaries because I've been a secretary too. But right. I'm not the secretary. I'm the boss. Exactly. Yes. You know what I, I mean? I'm feminine. Oh, I love yes. it. Yes. 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 And then um, what I've learned recently, and this isn't in the book, but it'll be in the second one, learning how to keep – my feminine energy and still run things without being worried that you're going to call me a bee. Yes. And then if you because, do, 
understanding that that your issue and not mine. And not mine. Exactly. Because if a man came in here and said these exact words, you'd be quiet. Exactly. He'd be a boss, period. Yeah. He'd be a boss. Mm-hmm. And today's Nicki Minaj's birthday, and there's that clip where she oh. talks about if a man came in here, he'd be bossed up. But if I come in here and I'm demanding and I'm telling you all the things that I'm not going to take or the things that I expect, then I'm a B, I'm a B word. Yeah. Like, so why can't I just be a boss and that's yeah. it? Yeah. And that's it. So shout out to Nikki. Happy birthday. You know. Happy birthday, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I love how you put that, you know, all the things that you have learned to encompass about yourself with being a woman and that's being feminine, that's being strong, that's being a boss, that's being, you know, used to being a secretary to now owning the company, mm-hmm. being a mom being a wife and now ex-wife, being a single mother. Like, these are all things that women go through. Absolutely. And we don't talk about it. That we don't talk about. And the book really does feel like you're talking to your girlfriend. My favorite part of the book, one of my favorite parts of the book, is the beginning where you list the different types of girlfriends that there are. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, and I put a little bookmark here because I want to read from the book the list that you gave. (laughs) <laughs> and if you guys are watching this on YouTube, comment down below and tell me which sister friend you are. So there's the dramatic one, there's the angry dramatic, the mother, the over-communicator, the practical one, the advisor, the been-there-done-that-know-it-all advisor. <laughs> That's funny because I think to me. Anyway, <laughs> the social media guru, which I think that might be me too. Okay, those are all the sisters. And mm-hmm. I love that list. And I know you said that you um, might be a little bit of all of them. And in yeah. reading the descriptions of the, the list of different sisters that you can have, um, mm-hmm. I found myself in a lot of them as well. So yeah. I love that you put that at the beginning because now you give everyone, like, a little definition. So when they're reading the book, you can yeah. kind of, like, think back to the different types of sisters that they are. So yeah. at the beginning of the interview, I talked about the fact that, you know, you got married really young. So you were a wife. You had only boys, you have one brother, and you craved sisters. So you were determined to build your own sisterhood. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, so when I was younger, I would ask my mom, like, can I have a sister? And she'd be looking at me like, girl, bye. Like, she probably invented girl, bye, with that question. <laughs> um, but as I got older, I've always surrounded myself with a group of of friends mm-hmm. and um, I've enjoyed because I don't have sisters I guess I've enjoyed um, the company of women I've mm-hmm. enjoyed sitting in my feminine energy with other women and just yeah. being able to be I don't yeah. have to put on like even before this when I just thought this was just audio just no wig no makeup no nothing yeah. just us you know what yeah. I mean I did it up a little bit for the camera but <laughs> I love just being able to be Valencia with my sister girlfriends, and they're able to be honest with me. You know, if I'm messing up, I just posted the other day, my friend Javon, she pulled my coattail kind of hard about some stuff I was doing that I I didn't have no business doing. Mm -hmm. And she told me about myself. That's needed amongst your sister girlfriends. Everything is not a kiki. Everything is not, you know, drinks and, and appetizers. You right. have to have the hard conversations, and when you're um, when you have good friendships, 
and safe spaces, you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my friend groups are very well-rounded, and they mix well. Like when I put them together, you know, for certain events, they mix well, too. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm I'm on the right path. I know I have the right people. Yes. You did mention in the book where he said you need people that are a boss. You need people that are a secretary, the cooks, you know. Yes. They might yes. be the janitors. They might be – you need sisters from different walks of life because they all add something to the pie. They yes. all have yes. something to bring to the table. So I think that that's really amazing that you put that in that book to let women know, like, it's okay to have a different, like, a plethora of friends who yeah. have different walks of life and are yeah. at different levels in their career. Because I think a lot of times we're being told, like, if you're a boss woman, all your friends need to be bosses too. Yeah. And it's cool to learn from other bosses, but sometimes the bosses are so busy that they don't see things that the janitor might see. They don't see things that the secretary might see. It's just like being a nurse to the doctor. Like, you see the nurse first. So the nurse actually knows the patients a lot more than the doctors do. So the nurses are able to give different input that a doctor may not even think to put to input. The doctor's really smart. The nurse is really smart. But there are things that are going on with the day-to-day lives of patients that the doctors don't have time to even get to know. And that's the same with that maybe a secretary or a janitor, they see the ins and outs of the business more than the boss does because Absolutely. they're there in the trenches and they see what's going on with with the company. Mm-hmm. So you need people in your life that are from different walks of life, and I love that you put that in the book. I also love that you put in the book, um, and I wrote this down, there's a difference between sister girlfriends and the other ones or the others. Yeah. <laughs> So you said, we have enough negative thoughts going on. We don't need our sister girlfriends co-signing. I love that. Why was that important for you to put that in the book about the others? Um, Child. (laughs) Wait, let me take a drink. Child. Because I'm so deeply rooted in in sisterhoodship, I can't get down with women that sleep with other women's husbands. I can't get down with women that um, are always putting other women down. I I can't. Like, mm-hmm. if you're telling me her business, what what can we do to help her? Right. N- not just sit up and, and talk about her. I can't do that. Those are the others to me. And the mm-hmm. others, you know, they're who they are, and they're probably not going to change. Right. So I'm not invested in trying to change you. I just don't want it. Like, once you show me who you are, I don't want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> because I want to surround myself with positive people that are going to speak life into me, that allow me to speak life into them. Some people just like to be Debbie Downers. That's mm-hmm. the other to me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I can't have uh, people that drain my energy. I'm doing mm-hmm. too much. Exactly. And I've got two two young men relying on me to get it done. I, I can't be mm-hmm. around drainers, mm-hmm. you know? So those are the others to me. Yes, yes. Listen, like I said, I took my drink while you were giving that description. We don't we don't need the others. No. <laughs> we don't need the others. We don't need the others. And that's like a totally different podcast right there. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of the others and I think that a lot of people that are in that category um, they they love being there. 
Yeah. Because it's easy to be negative. It oh, takes yeah. a lot of work to be positive. It takes a lot of work to be there for others. And I think sometimes people just want to take the easy road out and just want to be negative. Because, and the reason why I say being negative is a choice is because we all have, God gave all of us a spirit of discernment. And whether someone taught you right or wrong, there are certain things that just don't feel good to your soul and to your spirit. And when you know that you're doing something that doesn't feel good, you have the choice to not do it again. And when you continue to do that thing that you know doesn't make you feel good and you continue to do it enough, that becomes numb and now that's just who you are. And in order to change that, you really have to put in the work to reverse all of that numbing that you did to make yourself one of the others, one of the evil people. Mm-hmm. And I see it a lot, and it just I, – I don't, I don't judge those people. I don't look down on those people. I'm like you. I just keep myself away from those types of people because I don't understand how you, could, how you can live in that other doom. That just seems hard to me. It's so easy for me to celebrate other women. Yes. It's so easy for me to clap for you, tell yes. you that your hair looks good, your makeup looks nice. I see women all the time on the street say, girl, yes, sis. I've done yep. that a few times. Yep. Where women have been like, you talking to me? I'm like, yeah, girl, you. And they're like, oh, yep. thank you. It takes, actually, it makes me feel really good to do that. Like, yep. I like seeing women smile. I really do. Because I know how difficult it is to move in this world as a woman, especially being a black woman or a woman of color. That's mm-hmm. extra, you know, icing on top of the difficult woman cake, mm-hmm. <laughs> being mm-hmm. black. So, I think the others are extremely unhappy with themselves. Mm-hmm. And misery loves company. Yes. So <laughs> they're unhappy. They want you to be unhappy. Absolutely. And like you said, you go to therapy. And we believe in therapy in my household as well. And if I'm taking the time to go to therapy and heal, why would I allow you to come over here and ruin? Drag me back. Or drag me back. Girl, therapy is too expensive for me to allow you to come over here and spill wine on on my fur coat or my mink of therapy. My therapy yep. is amazing. I'm not about to allow you to I love that. I love that. I don't know. <laughs> it's expensive over here. <laughs> and that's how I see it. It's just like I see my positive energy as an expensive item. This is mm-hmm. this, my my happiness is a Birkin bag. I'm not about to come over here and draw on it with an ink came. Like, no. No. I totally agree. If you have taken time to heal as Valencia Joy, I've taken time, your friends are taking time, and then we're healing each other. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. always the disservice of allowing some, someone who doesn't even want to invest in themselves enough to know how to be happy. We're invested over here. You, you can do Absolutely. That over there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, we're talking about sisterhood. We're talking about women empowerment. We're talking about self-love and therapy. So in your own words, this is something I like to ask everyone at the end of all of our conversations. What does women empowerment mean to you? 
women empowerment simply means to build the woman up in every way possible. I believe that a, a whole healed woman is built up spiritually, emotionally, not just physically grown, um, financially, in every area of her life. She's excelling and she's climbing towards, you know, we're not going to meet the mark every mark at the same time all the time, but that's what we're working towards, being honest with ourselves um, about what we need. Women's empowerment is about finding our voice and learning how to use it in every room and in every relationship. For the longest time, um, I didn't have a voice. So when I started talking, I was like, I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> I, had to, I had to learn how to use my voice for my purpose, for my yeah. good. You know what I mean? Um, women's empowerment is about uh, unconditional love, mm-hmm. being able to unconditionally, unconditionally love yourself. I always say you can't expect anybody to do for you which you have not already done for yourself. Yes. So if you can't love yourself and respect yourself, you can't expect anybody else to do it for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's you first. And if you don't have that, you can't give that to someone else. No. Then you're that that's one of the reasons that the others are unable to empower other women because it starts with yourself. It does. How can I love you if I can't even love myself and I'm with myself every day? Every day. Every day. So every you kind of answer my second question. I was going to ask you what self-love meant to you, but if you have anything else to add to self-love, you can add it. But I think you said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have to give it to me first. I have to, to be honest about what I need. Yeah. Be honest about, yeah. Yes. Honest about what I want. Mm-hmm. Honest about how I'm going to go about getting it. Yes. And then being honest as I give it. Yes. To others. And understanding yes. that if someone does not honor the love that I'm giving them, I need to remove myself. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. my love is too precious. And too, um, my love is too special to be wasted on somebody that does not appreciate it. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. You're right. Like I said, you're not coming over here messing up my chinchilla and my birthday bag. <laughs> Honey. Honey, honey, like Sweetie said, everything expensive, everything icy. (laughs) (laughs) So last but not least, I think everyone can say that they have someone of an idea based on our interview, but what does sisterhood mean to Valencia Joy? Man, it's so much more (laughs) than friendship. It's so much more than friendship. It's, it's sisterhood is a bond. It's it's a level of I see you, and I honor you, and I honor what we have. And this is whether I know you or not. I respect you. What can I do to help you? Can you support me? Yeah. That's that's sisterhood. Yeah. That's sisterhood. And you know the bottom line of. Uh, the bottom of of every part of this conversation has been honesty and love. You have Mm -hmm. to move between those two things. Mm -hmm. Even when you're speaking harsh truth to each other 
and honesty and in love. The Bible talks about speaking in love, even when you're reprimanding. You still got to know. That I, if I'm telling you about yourself, you still have to know that I love you. Absolutely. You sound like my mom. When my mom used to get on to us, she's like, I'm only doing this because I love you. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I don't feel like it right now. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. But as you mature, you understand that that is love. Because if I don't love you, I'd watch you make a mess of your life and wouldn't say a word. Absolutely. 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 And we have to understand that love is also tough. And sometimes it has to be tough, like you said, because if I love you, I don't want to see you fall by the wayside. If Mm -hmm. I love you, I don't want to see you go out here, as my great aunt would say, looking like you just get off the boat. Like, no. <laughs> she said, what are you going to look like? You're not about to embarrass me looking like you just get off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but that is an amazing explanation for sisterhood. And you can tell that this is genuinely yeah. something that you believe. This is genuinely something that you live. Women empowerment, self-love sisterhood, transparency, honesty, and I know that that's one of the reasons that your supporters support you because you are genuinely Valencia. You're genuinely V. You're genuinely Valencia Joy. You're genuinely you, and that's what I love about you. I know that's what everyone else loves about you, and I'm so grateful to have you come on and have this conversation with me, and I love all of the question posts and the different things, the stories <laughs> that you put up, and I just can't see why anyone wouldn't want to support your honesty and transparency and openness unless they're one of the others. It's the only yeah. thing I can think of. You yeah. have to be an other if you're not supporting. <laughs> so there's three things people should take out of this interview. The importance of love and honesty. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to be an other. Uh-huh. Men, we gave you a gem. I'm not repeating it. <laughs> if you're at this point and you didn't find the gem, rewind, replay, or subscribe. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. Then you need to buy Valencia's book. That's right. <laughs> okay. Then subscribe to everything she needs you to subscribe to. Then come back over here, rewind, and find the gem that we gave you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then proceed into her DMs with caution. <laughs> How do you choose? That's the first question. <laughs> Proceed into her deals with caution because, yes, she has boys that she's raising, but they are now young men. They are. So proceed are. with caution at all costs. They are. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I love the conversation. And yes. thank you for seeing me. You're thank welcome. You for Thank you for seeing me. I appreciate that. You make it that. easy. You make it easy to see you. And before we go, please let everyone know how they can support all of your endeavors, where they can find all of your publications, where they can subscribe. Give them everything. Give them everything. Okay. Well, I have a website now. Yes. And it is www.vjoyful.com. That's V as Victor, E-E-J-O-Y-F-U-L.com. I am Be Joyful on IG, Valencia Joy on Facebook, and Queen V Joy on Twitter. Yes, I love it. So you guys, make sure you go out and support this amazing, amazing, amazing queen slash sister. 
slash mom slash <laughs> author, screenwriter, internet show host, director, producer, blogger, etc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the rest thank of your you. day. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank Bye you. <laughs>